Between follow-up to the pandemic, DOD's need to expand the defense industrial base, and the administration's desire to foster new business, it's a busy time for the Small Business Administration. For an update, I spoke with Administrator Isabella Guzman, starting with her own background. Just by way of background, you yourself have a small business family that you came from, isn't that correct? That's right. Uh, I was uh, raised in a small business family, working with my family's veterinary hospitals, and uh, of course, I've started my own businesses as well as advised founders, and so I've been immersed in small businesses for most of my life. And in the federal sense, you know, federal contracting is a complicated matter, and there are lots of rules now in the FAR under development with respect to carbon footprint reporting. Uh, It's hard to tell uh, whether there will be relief for inflation under, say, DOD contracts. It's not clear there's money there. It looks a little cloudy. What's your best word to companies that are small that would like to get into federal contracting looking at this really daunting pathway? Well, the overarching uh, message that I send to small businesses who want to do business with the largest buyer in the world is that uh, you know, the, the government needs to build up our industrial base. We need you to be able to provide the products and services to fulfill the missions of our agencies. And uh, we've seen a decline in the number of small business contractors over the past 10 years. And the Biden-Harris administration is really committed to reversing that and making sure that small businesses can participate in federal contracting, uh, which is uh, why you've seen a whole-of-government approach towards uh, equity and procurement uh, as a priority and making sure uh, that inures to all of our small businesses as we focus on uh, the rules and the commitments at the agency level to ensure that small businesses can participate. Because sometimes the rules, like for cost accounting and something, trip up even the big, huge, giant federal contractors, and they get different interpretations of the rules in one court venue versus another. And I'm just wondering, is there any gambit or any – do you discuss that issue of clearing out some of the of the uh, brush of regulation about procurement that could make it easier? Yes, of course, SBA is, is uh, works hard to be an advocate for small businesses uh, across the federal procurement landscape. And, uh, you know, I think importantly what we offer as well to the small businesses is, uh, is a, a network of centers who can provide support uh, as they start from the process of the very beginning of getting certified and uh, trying to develop a business development strategy. Um, but you're right, the challenges around uh, ensuring that, you know, not only your compliance, your accounting, um, your entire back office is, is, is set up is, is, is really a critical um, you know, stage for a small business to develop. Uh, you know, and that includes, uh, of course, you know, having the, uh, the legal know-how to be able to bid and read a contract. And so those things are, are challenging for small businesses, clearly, who don't uh, necessarily have that full uh, and large back office to support them. So, uh, you know, SBA, of course, has its business opportunity specialists, uh, as well as procurement center representatives that are um, focused on uh, helping small businesses access contracts. But, uh, you know, clearly the, the, the other components through our small business development centers, or our veteran business outreach centers, uh, or the grantees that participate in SBA 7J uh, grants that focus on helping support, uh, you know, for example, in particular, the 8A uh, small disadvantaged businesses or, or prospective um, 8As is, is an important component of our outreach and support and uh, technical assistance that we provide to 
small businesses. Which is a bigger program, the 7A or the 7J loans? The 7A loans, of course, is our uh, you know, large signature lending pro- uh, program, and uh, that's one you know, other component of federal procurement is that small business, they definitely need capital in order to deliver uh, and be able to even go after these contracts. So the working capital loans with the 7A program uh, are really critical for small businesses, as are um, the bonding programs that we have at the SBA. And uh, you know, just this um, past year with the Department of Transportation, we rolled out an initiative to focus on ensuring that our SBICs, uh, our small business investment company licensees, uh, are able to uh, support the, uh, you know, those contractors working on building our infrastructure and, and making sure that you know, they have a, an opportunity to participate in the, the funding that they need. So we're really trying to deploy the full suite of SBA's capital access programs across the board to ensure that small businesses can stay competitive uh, in this space. And and clearly, as I said earlier, you know, competition and innovation come from small businesses, and we want to make sure that uh, they are strong and able to participate. We're speaking with Isabella Guzman. She is the administrator of the Small Business Administration. Just the other day, you mentioned, I think, in The Hill that uh, minority businesses in general, not just federal contracting ones, have often a lack of access to capital. How is that, and what is the mechanism for that at this day and age? It's uh, been a persistent issue, uh, underinvestment uh, in our underserved communities uh, as, a, as a big loss to our economy. Uh, you know, there's been multiple studies on, on the total economic impact because if they're able to produce the revenues or the employment numbers uh, of their peers, you know, our economy would uh, be stronger. Morgan Stanley estimates it as a $4.4 trillion loss uh, for lack of investment in women and uh, people of color in particular. So, uh, you know, for at the SBA, of course, we're trying to fill gaps in the marketplace and, and provide uh, loans for, for those who are unable to access it uh, through traditional markets. And so, so uh, we've been you know, working really diligently during the Biden-Harris administration to uh, solve those gaps uh, early on. Uh, you know, President Biden has been committed to ensuring that uh, the smallest of the small and those who were left out of early rounds of relief were able to access capital. Uh, and so during uh, you know, 2021, we really leaned in to ensuring that we did the proper outreach uh, and uh, you know, changed our policies uh, within PPP and, and, and COVID Idol expanded that program to make sure that we could reach those businesses. And in fact, the GAO uh, uh, study found that the SBA was able able to uh, fill more of those gaps for the underserved communities, including rural communities, to really uh, provide relief uh, to those businesses. And so uh, we've taken a lot of the same principles uh, in terms of access to capital and those successes in, in reaching more small businesses with PPP and uh, have looked to expand our, our lending base, the competition in the lending base, as well as uh, simplified our products because you needed to have a simple, uh, you know, swift product, um, you know, with uh, with the strong controls as well as uh, a broader distribution network in order to reach more of these small businesses. And of course, the American Rescue Plan uh, was really critical in, in helping our economy recover as successfully as it has been able to um, in terms of job creation and, and the uh, now you know uh, uh, slowing of inflation in the past six months. But we. We've definitely, uh, you know, seen that the American Rescue Plan's Community Navigator pilot program, which expanded our, our 
technical assistance network uh, has also been helpful in ensuring that we could reach and help smallest and small businesses navigate federal resources. And of course, the uh, unfortunate downside of a lot of those COVID-related era programs is the billions of dollars now that GAO has kind of done a meta survey of everything going on of fraudulent loans and so forth. I think the SBA has about five or 600 investigations going right now. Do you have the manpower and both in the IG office and in your regular auditor function to ensure program integrity that you can at least find some cases and claw that money back? Uh, well, clearly the you know, the president has prioritized ensuring that the funds get into the hands of the uh, those it was intended to serve and has uh, prioritized making sure that uh, fraud is addressed uh, within his administration. And so, uh, you know, SBA has, has strengthened uh, its ability, um, you know, clearly using uh, the scale that we were able to achieve to disperse these loans. We've, we've had to continue to maintain those portfolios and, uh, in addition, uh, you know, put some of the common sense fraud prevention measures back in place, uh, like the Treasury do not play, pay database and, and have focused on combating fraud, changing the, uh, the organization's um, prioritization of these issues, as well as uh, implementing some strong controls and processes, as well as structure uh, within the agency to have a, a strong fraud risk management framework uh, aligned with GAO's recommendations. And so um, you know, uh, the SBA's new scale is obviously something that we continue to advocate for additional support, as well as support for our Office of Inspector General. Uh, and uh, that you know, has been reflected uh, in previous budgets, as well as um, our continued support for those efforts. And earlier you mentioned the fact that the number of small businesses doing business with the government has decreased, and yet over the last several years the government has managed to meet or exceed its small business contracting goals. One of the ways, I guess, maybe is the category management program that operates in DOD and in through GSA for the civilian agencies. But now DOD is telling some of its components, all of its components, that they can get the credits toward category management, even using vehicles that are not category management vehicles. So does that mm-hmm. help the cause or hurt the cause? Or what does that all mean, do you think? Yes. Well, when uh, you know, the whole government approach to uh, federal procurement I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, SBA uh, corroborated and, and leaned in with the White House as well as uh, other federal agencies, key buying agencies, uh, to ensure that we were implementing policies that would help support small businesses and as well achieve the president's goal of 15% uh, for small disadvantaged businesses by 2025. Uh, you know, we are um, uh, definitely focused on, you know, of course, helping more in entrance, you know, simplifying certification. SBA just took over the uh, veteran certification uh, for small businesses to, to expand across the whole of government from the Veterans Administration. Uh, but uh, and, and we've focused on simplifying that process as well as uh, currently have regulation put forward. Um, it was through proposed rule, and now we're finalizing it uh, for the 8A program. So we are focused on you know, simplifying process on the front end, but um, the you know, the whole of government approach to uh, figuring out how we can ensure that there are more small contracts available uh, for small businesses to uh, to enter as well as um, opportunities for them to participate. And so it's, it's, a, it's a question of uh, making sure that, for example, as you mentioned, through category management, uh, you know, we, we are changing the policies 
to allow uh, for all socioeconomic disadvantaged firms to be able to access uh, category management vehicles and you know they're given automatic tier two uh, you know level prioritization uh, within category management as a result of changes in the Biden-Harris administration. So uh, we hope that that makes uh, a difference in, in allowing more contract opportunities for our small businesses to participate in, and that's all of our socioeconomic categories. And by the way, I wasn't aware of the 8A proposed rule change. What's your goal there? I think across the board we want to you know, make sure we address concerns uh, in, in, in the community as well as streamline and simplify as much as possible, um, you know, while providing strong you know, prudent management. And so, uh, you know, across the board, we're just trying to make sure that we modernize uh, as much as possible uh, across our certification programs, uh, leveraging technology uh, to simplify the process as we have with our new rolled out uh, VET cert, which we believe is the gold standard uh, for certification and uh, continue to do that across the board so that we can ensure that we're certifying firms uh, where the programs exist and that we continue to attract more small businesses for agencies to be able to to deploy and uh, achieve their missions. And for the SBA itself, what are your human capital needs, let's say? What what kind of talent do you need? The agency grew a lot as a result of pandemic spending. We, um, and and we've uh, definitely tried to prioritize, uh, you know, Leveraging this moment, uh, where SBA reached a, an incredible scale uh, with uh, with COVID administration administrative dollars, but um, you know we've obviously had to uh, ensure that we have the uh, you know the folks on the technology front to uh, address modernization across our programs, whether that be capital or our government contracting. And um, you know, or uh, you know, grants management across our entrepreneurial development space. So we we have definitely um, you know had to step up our game in terms of our ability to deploy. Uh, and and my you know priority has been and, and uh, aligns with the uh, president's executive order on uh, customer experience uh, is ensuring that we are customer centric and technology forward and equitable uh, across our programs. And so, in uh, we need to be able to better meet our businesses where they are, and, and not only that, but meet them everywhere that they are. And so we are uh, you know, constantly deploying to make sure that that customer experience at the SBA, um, you know, from the, the time they walk through their doors to the entire process, is, uh, is as uh, simple and, and uh, of a process as possible and supported, uh, as that's how we're going to be able to help support small businesses. And by the way, do you like your job? I love my job. <laughs> of course, I was raised in small businesses, and uh, yeah, so it's a passion area for me. I served previously during the Obama-Biden administration as Deputy Chief of Staff and Senior Advisor uh, at the SBA. And so in many ways, I've, I've come home and I have a real uh, you know, passion, as do many of the, uh, of the employees at the SBA, a very mission focus on uh, helping small businesses do what they do best, which is you know, create jobs and innovate and you know, build our communities and our neighborhoods and give us the products and services that we all love and uh, depend on. And so I, um, you know, my, my job is incredible. And the Biden-Harris administration has really uh, laid out a strong economic plan that we're seeing results from and um, ensuring that small businesses are part of that vision uh, is an area of focus that the SBA uh, aims to deliver. And when you left after the Obama administration returned for the Biden, I'm guessing a lot of the same 
workforce, permanent workforce, career workforce people were there because that's one of those agencies where the mission itself kind of keeps people for a very long time. That's correct. I've been able to return to uh, uh, you know, a family workforce that uh, I'm familiar with from prior, prior experience and uh, as well as some new leaders and, and new employees. And so it's, it's an incredible team. We were able to attract some strong talent, of course, during the pandemic. Um, that have been converted uh, in some cases to permanent workforce. And so we have um, I've really, it's been remarkable, the work that they've done uh, over the last several years. And uh, I you know, consistently give them kudos for uh, still uh, running hard after, uh, you know, after all this time, you know, after the massive $1.2 trillion in relief that the agency put out, but to continue uh, to stay committed and focused towards implementing the, the changes and, and uh, uh, you know, the process improvements and across the board to make sure that we can deliver for our small businesses. Isabella Guzman is Administrator of the Small Business Administration. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. Sean Ferguson, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Chief of Staff to the Office of the Chairman at the Special Olympics, joins host Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, to discuss the importance of leadership, inclusion, and community building. To learn more about how you can get involved with the Special Olympics in your community, visit specialolympics.org slash get involved. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned working with that community? Oh, uh, yeah, almost, uh, Shane, it's almost immeasurable. The things I've learned since I've been with Special Olympics. I um, One of the things that drew me to Special Olympics uh, when I made the move over from, from the NFL uh, was that my mother, my grandmother, my aunt all took care of, of people with intellectual disabilities and, and, and physical disabilities as well. So all of my life, I was uh, interacting and around um, usually usually young people, but also adults with disabilities. And so I, I knew that I knew that work a bit. You know, they they basically were in d- direct care. And and I will say, and on a, obviously we'll say about my my family, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, they're saints. Uh, but uh, the the men and women that do take care of people with uh, pr- profound disabilities are are really um, you know we we can't do enough to salute them. Um, they're they're really heroes, and um, so I was I was drawn when I I and I just saw that you know Special Olympics was looking for someone, and I thought well you know I'll take a look at it and see, see you know throw send in my information, and lo and behold I I, I get hired, and um, I learn. Uh, every day, almost something from, especially from our athletes. Uh, we're blessed to have a number of athletes that work here in our office in Washington, D.C. And, you know, uh, Terrell, who who works in, in our mailroom, who comes by with packages and deliveries. Uh, if you're having a day that's, you know, getting away from you and you, you <laughs> coffee hasn't kicked in, but Terrell comes by, always happy, always enthused uh has a has a good story like it can just turn a day around for you and 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 you think of i i you know so often when he'll walk away i'll be like you know whatever was bothering me or whatever is you know stressing me out and come on you know like look at look at terrell like he he, he faces everything with optimism and 
And, and I've seen that also in our going to competitions in throughout the United States and globally, you see people who have had everything stacked against them. You know, their parents, when they were born, were often told this is a tragedy and you should, you should, you know, send your, this child away. Don't, don't, you know, and kind of forget about them, Get, turn them over to the state or, or wherever. And, and, you know, that, you know, just kind of wash, wash your hands of it. Um, and, and, and in, in these cases, the parents didn't do that, thankfully. Um, and, but they've still faced enormous challenges, you know, and, but you see them out competing on the basketball courts or the football fields or swimming and, uh, and, and, you know, besting their times from, from their last competition. And they're so committed and just keep fighting through all the obstacles that they've had in front of them that are not just on the sports field, but also in growing up and finding education and finding groups to be part of and trying to find jobs. And, and, and I've seen so much perseverance and grit uh, from a- the athletes of Special Olympics that uh, I, I, Tim Triver, my boss, the chairman, uh, says all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more, uh, we get more than we give. Uh, working with Special Olympics, it, you know, we, and thank you for your very kind words about the work I do and we do, but but we're the lucky ones. We, those of us that work here are the lucky ones because I I said to someone the other day, you know, the things that I've been able to see and experience with athletes, you just don't get to do that anywhere. That that you know, it's a, and it's so unique and it's so uh, joyful and and uh, I mean, we work hard and you know, we we're up against you know the things that nonprofits are up against and you know the you know the issues of the day but uh man you see it, it and 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 the inclusion and the at special olympics no one's excluded you know no, right. no one's excluded yeah. everyone is equal at special olympics it, and you know in a country that's quite divided on so many lines politically and uh, socially uh, economically race and uh, sexual orientation and whatnot but you go to special olympics and everyone's involved everyone's welcome everyone's equal and I've learned that it's a model for our country and for our world. Uh, I, I just think that that if if people were involved in Special Olympics and experienced the power of Special Olympics for themselves, I I, I can't imagine that won't help our country and help our world um, to experience that true inclusion and acceptance of difference. How, how do we get? How can listeners get involved in Special Olympics? Ways to get involved, uh, tons of ways. So uh, volunteers, obviously, coaches, officials. Uh, and, and the thing that, that, that uh, Tim Shriver has done uh, and really pushed in the years that he's been chairman is the unified sports model that, that I mentioned earlier, um, where people, and, and it doesn't have to be, uh, it's not just school age. It's, it's uh, you know, we say nine to 99 or uh, year old uh, folks uh, that play on teams, uh, bowl together, golf together, play soccer, basketball together, uh, people with and without intellectual disabilities competing on teams together. Um, and that is, I, I think, when you when you go back to the founding uh, of our organization, what Mrs. Tri- Mrs. Shriver was trying to do uh, was to to 
uh, create inclusion opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities. And you see it at these unified sports events where people with and without are playing together. We still have traditional uh, teams where it's all people with intellectual disabilities competing with other uh, teams, all intellectual disabilities. But this model of inclusive sports and inclusive leadership programs and whatnot, I think is truly revolutionizing and changing the way people see uh, others with intellectual disabilities. That's just like, I mean, that's what we, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring people together and bridge difference and, and, and celebrate differences and that our athletes, man, are some of the grittiest people that you will meet. And, and, uh, and there's a lot to learn from our athletes and playing sports with them and interacting is, is how you'll learn it. Check us out at, you know, uh, specialolympics.org on, on our website. Uh, that will link you to your local program. You can follow through the, the clicks of how to get involved and where, what's closest to you. You'll enjoy it. I can promise you that. Well, thank you very much, Sean. And, and to everybody listening, I'm Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and we'll, uh, Talk to you next time on the Lessons in Leadership podcast.